Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Join us for the Wellness Journey Live with Linus Woods-Mullins. Our program will show you the fun and simplicity of wellness for women over 40 and all the people who love them. You can achieve total wellness through holistic practices, nutrition, fitness, and spiritual renewal. Join us weekly as we talk to the experts in the field of total wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Here's Lennox. This is Lennis of PraiseWorks, and welcome to another episode of the Wellness Journey podcast series. I'm so glad that you've taken the time to listen in, and I hope that what we've got planned for you will really add to your overall wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot with the shows that I've done, that I really truly believe that wellness is more than just your fitness, it's more than just, you know, how much you weigh or what you're eating. Uh, many times uh, other things come into play when it comes to your wellness, your relationships, your environment, uh, your finances. And that's what we're going to be talking about today and basically, you know, how well are we when it comes to our journey to wealth? What kinds of things are we doing to ensure that uh, along the journey that we have enough of the resources that we need to live a life that is thriving and free of over-worry and over-anxiousness about, you know, how we're going to support ourselves, especially as we get older. So I'm really excited today to be talking with you about this fantastic book. And I have a testimony about this book. It's called The Path to Wealth by May McCarthy. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about my um, experience with this in just a moment, but I wanted to share with you to please make sure you are following the show so that you can get notifications of the shows that we have here on the Self-Discovery Radio Network. It's a brand-new podcast series, so please share this uh, show with a friend. And also, you can always listen to my shows on Blog Talk, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, any of those you can find my shows. Just Google The Wellness Journey or The Wellness Journey Live, and all kinds of shows will pop up, fantastic interviews with mind, body, spirit experts uh, that specialize in helping folks like you to thrive along your journey to wellness. And don't forget to subscribe to the Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine. We have issues that come out about every six weeks, and there's so full of great information. I've been told that many times the magazines read more like a reference because the um, articles are not time sensitive. Uh, they have information that you can use at any time of the year. When, whenever it is you pick it up and read it, there's something there that you uh, it will be beneficial for you. So just go to my website at praiseworks.biz. That's praiseworks.biz, and you'll see the information for the magazine. Go ahead and click on that and subscribe so you can get it as soon as it comes out in your email. A lot of people ask me, well, where can I pick up a copy? But you know what? My company is green, and so is my magazine. So everything is virtual, but the good thing is that you can read it on your iPhone, 
your iPad, your Android, your computer, your desktop, whatever way that you read your emails. You can do the same thing uh, with the magazine. So it's really simple and easy and especially easy to share with a friend. If you know someone who is really interested in how to be well, get well, stay well, uh, as they continue down their journey, as we go, grow older, oh, please share the magazine with them. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook. You know, every month we do some kind of a challenge. Right now, and uh, this is, I'm recording this in November. I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but I'm recording this in November. Right now we're doing 21 days of spiritual wellness and weight loss tips. And some people might think, well, how does spiritual wellness and weight loss go together? And the reason why I put them together is that we are heading into a season where it's pretty stressful and uh, we kind of get into emotional eating and many times we put ourselves way on the back burner. So the tips that I have for you are how to kind of maintain your weight or to keep from gaining weight during the holidays and how to kind of stay spiritually connected, Uh, not so much from a religious standpoint, but making sure you take the time to take care of you. Because many times we're rushing around trying to go to holiday parties, buying gifts, entertaining ourselves and meeting your end goals at our office and all the things that, you know, we do, uh, we many times forget to take good care of ourselves. And part of wellness is entering into that very important stage of your life of self-love and self-care. So check me out on Facebook. It's PraiseWorks Health Wellness. Just go in there and write PraiseWorks Health Wellness and like my page, and you'll be seeing all kinds of information, not just about your spiritual wellness and weight loss, but all kinds of stuff about your mind body, spirit, wellness. So let's go ahead and talk about this fantastic book. I got it in the mail the other day, and I was really excited. You know how I love getting books in the mail. A lot of times the authors will send me PDFs, and I love those too, but I love adding to my library. I really do. I just bought a new bookcase the other day because I have too many books as a result of doing this show for the last four years. <laughs> but I'm not complaining. I feel so blessed to be holding in my hand right now The Path to Wealth by May McCarthy. And this is a fantastic book. It's about the seven spiritual steps for financial abundance. I had this book in my office, and my husband happened to walk by, and he saw it, and he picked it up, and he's like, um, what's this? He said, you're reading a book about money? Because <laughs> normally that's his thing. You know, I'm always reading about other stuff, you know, spiritual things or whatever, motivation, success, and he's always reading about how to make money. So he picked it up, and he read it, and actually, I couldn't find the book for a day because he had it. And he read the whole thing, and he came back and he said, I want to do some of these this, this daily practice. And it's fantastic. And this is something that you definitely have to have in your library because I can already tell with just starting it that it's going to make a major change in my life. And I'm so glad that May McCarthy is here today to share with us about uh, her book, The Path to Wealth. May, thank you so much for being on the Wellness Journey podcast series today. Oh, Linus, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Well, thank you. You know, I always say, as is tradition for the wellness journey, I always have the guests introduce themselves because I figured you are the expert on you. Tell us a little bit about you and how you came to write The Path to Wealth. Okay, well, I have been, oh gosh, in in a attitude of gratitude my entire life. I grew up in Hawaii. I was the last of 10 children raised on the beach and it was just absolutely beautiful and a wonderful wonderful place to start my life. And in that process, what I got a chance to do was see some wonderful spiritual laws 
in action in my own family and in this beautiful, beautiful place called Hawaii where people would give out what they call love and aloha to everyone and consequently would receive so much back. And my parents did the same thing. So fast forward, I came to the mainland to go to college in, oh gosh, 1981 and started my first of six businesses at the age of 19 with my sister. And we kept that idea of using this spiritual law of giving and receiving as a foundation in that business. And then also I took it into the five other businesses that I started. And it was really remarkable that that particular law could be the basis and foundation for everything. At 18, my mother gave me my very first metaphysical book. And she was a devout Catholic who uh, just thought that this book would probably do well for me, and it did. It was a, a small little book published in 1925 by a woman named Florence Scovel Shin and called The Game of Life and How to Play It. And though, have you ever read it? Is it on your bookshelf? Um, I have heard of it before, but I've never read it. I'm, I've got to add it to my bookshelf now. I'm writing it down. It is wonderful. And in the back of my book, I list some things, uh, some mm-hmm. authors and some titles that I think are really valuable for people to have um, that support one of the steps that I talk about in the book. But anyway, I, I, I started using metaphysical practices and combining them with traditional business goal setting and attainment practices Um, ended up being a great formula, and I travel the world and teach people how to incorporate business, wealth, uh, and wealth for me is not just money. Wealth for me is being whole and complete, lacking nothing in all areas of your life. That would be your finances, your relationships, your health, um, using your talents and skills in remarkable and fulfilling and satisfying ways. It's a very, very whole and complete well-being. That's what I define wealth as. So I, um, that's been my journey. I sold my last company in 2012. And mm-hmm. one of the things that our spiritual leader at, at one of the centers for spiritual living that I go to, she had asked me about my tithing and my, my giving um, as part of my giving back to where I have been spiritually fed. And um, it was, you know, pretty substantial considering some of the business success that I had had. And I told her about my daily practice, which I attribute to the success that I've realized. And she asked me to teach it. So I began yeah. teaching it. And after about the 500th person that had gone through the workshop um, had asked me to please write a book. And because in the workshop, I teach people how to do things and I give them a workbook so that they can practice it, but I don't include any of my stories that show the application of it in real-life situations. I tell the stories in the workshop, but I don't have them written down anywhere. So they asked me to write a book, and my agreement with Spirit was simply that if if I do this, it needs to be easy and fun, and and that's exactly what happened. It just it was that's a very exactly very easy and is. fun process, and and very useful, very easy to work. Now I wanted to address something right away. You talk about the CSO. What is the CSO to you? What is what does that mean? Right. Well, in some of my businesses, I decided since I was the CEO, the people whose advice I value the most 
are people that I bring into my C-suite. So I have my chief financial officer, my chief operations officer, and my chief information officer. And I decided that this characteristic of spirit that has the most valuable advice for me, the, the, the all-knowing power of the universe could help me in my business and my life. So I decided to bring that that spirit into my business, and I gave it the title Chief Spiritual Officer or CSO. And I placed it at the top of my organizational chart. And you can imagine my employees, when they saw that, they were like, well, who is the CSO? And uh, is it a man or a woman? Do we get to meet them? (laughs) It was really Mm -hmm. funny. Mm -hmm. But my response to them was that, Um, You know, it's not my place to ask them whether they have faith, whether they have any spiritual practice at all. That's that's not up to me. But that I thought that it would serve them well if they understood what I believed. And what I believed was that this represented a uh, compass for us where we could expect, absolutely expect, to be a miracle-making company. We could have advice that seems to fly in from from the blue, you know, where no no understanding of how we get thoughts and ideas and creative solutions, um, but that we could attribute that to this idea of the CSO or the source of their intuition or their source of creativity. And so no one felt offended by that. Everybody mm-hmm. um, started playing a little game in our company where they would talk about how the CSO showed up in a situation and a miracle mm. was produced. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, I, the reason why I wanted to deal with that, because first of all, my listeners know that I am a faith-based company. I happen to be a Christian. I believe uh, in uh, a supreme being. But when I read the CSO, I felt like this could be for anyone, regardless of what your religion is. It's not really so much about religion. It's that entity uh, that I think we hopefully all know that we're aware of, whatever you call it, the Holy Spirit, intuition, God, Buddha, whatever it is that you call it, uh, that is larger than you and I, uh, Mm -hmm. that um, has a viewpoint that sometimes we don't always have access to. And it is so wonderful that you place that as a major part of your philosophy in running your company because I, I know I could not do it without my CSO. There's no way in the world. I, I started the company uh, not knowing what the Sam Hill I was doing. <laughs> really. Right. All I knew was that I needed to make a change. I needed to walk away from corporate America and do something else. And what you call the CSO, as I know, is what, what guided me and, and what led me. Why do you think it's so important uh, for us to have a, a CSO entity in our lives? Well, I think it's important if it's combined with goal attainment strategies. You know, so often in this in this world, you know, and 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 being a Christian, you know, scripture always uh, Jesus will tell you that, you know, th- that there are trials and tribulations in this world. And we get to choose what to focus on. Jesus said, focus on me. I've overcome the world. Focus on on, on these powers that God gives me so that I, you can do the same. But what ends up happening so often is we end up moving our attention to the things that we don't want. And it becomes a normal conversation to talk about all the things that you don't want. And two things happen. Number one, your subconscious is going to kick in and show you how those statements that are coming out of your mouth are true. 
And mm. intuition is going to keep you in that situation because that's where you're putting your attention. So what I ask people to do is to consider the possibility that if they focus on what they want as though they've already achieved it, you know, really describe it in their words and thoughts and emotions and their uh, visualization in their mind, if they really see themselves in the completed goal or, as Jesus said, in the harvest, already harvesting, looking out at the field, already seeing the harvest. If they do that, what ends up happening is spirit can then guide them along a path that it creates. God will guide you along a path that it creates in order to get you to that realized goal. And this is the part that's really hard for business people and for people in general is we want to establish a goal and then we want to create every single possible step that we should take to achieve that goal. And that's not how miracles happen. The way miracles become typicals is if you do your job, which is to be grateful in advance for an achieved goal. Describe it as though you've already achieved it, knowing that your CSO or the Holy Spirit is going to guide you and direct you there. The God's job is to create the path and give you one step at a time to take along the path to achieve your goal. And when you reach your goal, Linus, you're going to turn around and look at the path you were led on and just shake your head and giggle with delight because you would have never dreamed up that kind of path. That is so true, and I have definitely experienced it in my life, absolutely, because when I look back at when I first started my company, I didn't even know what social media was in 2009. I remember getting all excited and telling my girls who were teenagers at the time, uh, they were like in juniors, seniors, whatever, and uh, I said, oh, you know, have you guys heard about Facebook? And they're like, Mom, we've already been on there and off. And so, <laughs> you know, they laughed at me and thought I was so silly. But here we are now in 2000, almost 2016, and I have over 200,000 followers on the Internet. There's no way in the world you would have told me back in 2009. I was excited when I got it, when I had 100. Uh, but yeah. it's amazing. There was a path that I believe the Spirit um, created for me to follow. And you're yep. right. Um, I could have some of the most detailed descriptions of how I'm going to get to the goal. I'll have it all on my wall and the steps and all that kind of stuff. And many times I would achieve those goals, but they weren't necessarily the things that I needed to get to the ultimate goal of what it is that I know that God has for my business. And I just recently learned, just recently, that one of the things I had to work on was not doing anything. Just yeah. doing what you can and then letting it go because I have done so much work over the last seven years. There's not a whole lot left for me to do in terms of building my business um, to a certain level in order to receive. Now it's about just kind of letting it go. And that's one of the hardest things, you're right, for business people to do is to let that go. So how did you – it sounds like you've always – learn you've always known how to do that but how do you teach others to do that oh gosh well in describing how these miracles can happen i what i'd like to do is just tell a little bit of a story first of all i had a goal in one of my businesses to receive a minimum of four hundred thousand dollars in revenue by a certain period um you know this is what we needed in order to operate I have no idea how I was going to get it. The traditional way would be to pick up the phone and start calling potential customers, getting appointments, making presentations, and hopefully getting a signed contract. 
So I I travel about 150,000 miles a year, and so that was my goal, a minimum of 400,000. It's a startup company, and this is what we needed. And as I'm in Cleveland to meet with one of my current customers, I usually fly in, get my rent-a-car, go to the hotel, drop off my bags, and then go to the closest grocery store to pick up protein shakes and water and supplies that I need for my stay. So I'm in the car, and I feel this this thought that seemed to fly in from nowhere that tells me to go ahead and drive to a grocery store that's 15 minutes away. This is I have like the picture in my mind's eye of this grocery store. And I'm thinking to myself, this is just not making sense at all. So my rational mind that, that Albert Einstein describes starts kicking in. And it's saying to me, May, it's 9 o'clock at night. Your appointment's at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. You shouldn't be wasting all your time driving an extra 10 minutes each way. And it's trying to talk me out of taking any action on this thought to drive to a grocery store. But what I did was I kind of stomped my foot in the car and I said, Stop. CSO, God, Spirit, if this message is from you, Give me another obvious lead. And so what I did was I just felt this really confidence in my gut that said, just go ahead and make the drive. It's 9 o'clock here, but it's really 6 o'clock in Seattle. You're, gonna, you're not going to be able to go to sleep anyway. What's the harm? Who knows? Maybe everything you want will be on sale. Well, that's the intuitive mind that starts to help justify me making the drive. So I knew that Spirit was guiding me to do that. So I drove there. I get out of the car, and as I'm walking in, at exactly the same time, a potential customer that I met at a trade show six months before was walking out. Now, I had been trying to reach this person on the phone to schedule an appointment with no luck. And here we are, face-to-face. We strike up a conversation, and before the end of the conversation, I'm invited to come and make a presentation to their group. That led to another presentation and another one, and we received a contract worth over half a million dollars in the period of time that I wanted. Now, let me ask you this, Linus. If your goal was to achieve $400,000 in revenues, would you have put down, drive to a grocery store at 9 o'clock at night, (laughs) walk into Of course you wouldn't, and that's why God's way is way better. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. In fact, I was going to say, it makes me wonder how many times have I missed those opportunities. Um, I, I think many, many times because it didn't make sense to my rational mind, which ultimately is irrational because if you're totally rational, you're going to be using all the senses that God gave you, and part of that is your ability to be intuitive and to hear that inner voice. We have so many blocks, I know I do, that I've put up. Oh, that has made me sense. Don't do that. Oh, but, you know. but when I am obedient, When I really do allow that voice to direct me, it's amazing how things work out. I mean, it really is. You're in the miracle business uh, when that happens. Absolutely. And it it takes cultivating a relationship. So what I've done is I've combined goal attainment strategies with gratitude in God. And in this process, your job is to figure out what it is that you want and be grateful for achieving it in advance. The CSO's job is to create the path and give you one step to take at a time. You either take the step or ask for another lead. Eventually, you will get another lead. What most of us do is if it doesn't make sense, we do nothing. And I tell people, you're not allowed to do that anymore. The only choices are to either take the step 
or ask for another lead and you will get one. And then you follow the path and you get to your goals. So building this relationship so that you understand how the CSO speaks to you is really important. And I put together the seven steps in my book that enable people to begin building that relationship in just 25 minutes every morning um, in a goal attainment process that relies heavily on the CSO to give them guidance. Let's talk about those seven steps. What are those seven steps? Okay, so first thing is the first four steps are in the morning. And you'll the first step is to pick up something that is spiritually uplifting to read. And I like stories that have wonderful, wonderful applications. So you'll read a story for five minutes that shows an ordinary person having an extraordinary uh, experience because God somehow touched their lives. And I've listed a number of books, including The Game of Life, as uh, mm-hmm. suggested reading for that step. So you'll spend up to five minutes putting yourself into a receptive mood. The mm-hmm. second step is to spend up to 10 minutes writing out a gratitude letter to spirit, to the CSO, to divine intelligence, to all knowing universal power, to the Holy Spirit. A gratitude letter that describes everything that you're grateful for that you have now and what you're grateful for that you want, but in the same language as though you already have it. And this is really important because what's going to happen is your subconscious and intuition are going to kick in to point you in directions to try and make those statements true. Mm -hmm. So as you describe them in writing, as though you've already achieved them with gratitude, that has wonderful power to help you notice more possibilities to make them true. The third step is you spend up to five minutes reading what you just wrote out loud with emotion. And what that does is it anchors it more fully within you. Every school teacher will tell you that when you read something out loud, you really end up recalling it and remembering it so much more clearly. And that's what goal attainment strategies do is we put the goals at the forefront of our thoughts and stay focused on those rather than on the things that we don't want. And then finally, the fourth step is you'll spend up to five minutes using a technique that professional athletes, professional musicians, and business people use, and that is to sit quietly and imagine, close your eyes, and imagine seeing yourself in that completed realized goal. See yourself in that beautiful new home that you and your family enjoy, and there's more than enough room not only for all of you, but to have friends and family over and celebrate special occasions. But see yourself in the realized goal of using your talents in a remarkable job that you just love and you feel supported by your company and you love working with your customers and you're paid more than you've ever been paid before and everything is just great. So see yourself in the completed goal, and that's the morning practice. Every single day, you, 25 to 30 minutes every morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and I love the day, that. I love that. I, I was going to say, you know, I, I do something uh, with my coaching clients called um, starting your day in a positive way. And it involves some wellness things that you do from a, you know, body nutrition perspective. And this is wonderful also because it all has to do with taking care ultimately of your mind, body, spirit connection. It's Mm -hmm. important that you do that 
first thing in the morning uh, and right. instead of how I used to start my morning, which was full of chaos because I have four little girls and had a big job in corporate America. And the main goal was to get everybody in the van by a certain time, no matter <laughs> what. And all the other things were just the hell in a handbasket. I didn't do anything spiritual. It was all about, you know, on your, you know, on your market set, go, you know, run out of bed, go to the shower, fix the food, get the girls dressed, you know, get their homework, pass their back, you know, do their backpack, put them in the car, drop them off, get some coffee, run to my first meeting, you know. And, and the whole day as a result was like that. And, yeah. you know, after almost 25 years of that, it's understandable that I had developed an anxiety disorder, and that was one of the reasons why I walked away and created something else for myself because that pace, that kind of lifestyle was not serving me well. It, it, right. it certainly was not. So I can certainly understand the value of starting your day. Now, I know you've got three more steps that uh, people should do, I guess, uh, throughout the day. Right. So the next two steps are throughout the day. You're going to go around and expect and watch for leads. That's the fifth step. Is you just If you use a power of expectation, what ends up happening, and lots of science has proved this, but if you are expecting and watching for signs and leads, and those can come in a number of different ways. They can come as a gut instinct. They can come as a feeling in your heart. Sometimes they can come as a picture in your mind's eye. I I had a picture in my mind's eye of my sister one day, and I stopped by her office, and one lead led to another, to another, and finally uh, it ended up up being that I had to go to a dermatologist and have something on my leg removed and found out it was cancer. Mm. So this ended up saving my life. But you only get one lead at a time. So that picture of my sister's face in my mind's eye meant I needed to contact her. And sometimes we've had things happen that because it doesn't make sense, we do nothing. If you get a picture of someone in your mind's eye or a strong thought of someone or a gut feeling about something or or just this awareness or feeling in your heart or a message through someone else, if you're unsure, just ask for another lead. Just say, CSO, I don't know if this is from you, but if it is, give me another sign. Give me some confirmation. If it, if I don't see any confirmation or hear or feel any confirmation, I'll know it's not from you. Mm-hmm. If simply by doing that, we will get another lead if it's something we're supposed to do. All of us have heard the term that we've gotten a two by four upside the head. Yeah. You know, we that's when that's when spirit really wants to get our attention. But what if we could? have that happen even for little things like finding the right route to get to an appointment so you get there on time or or um see having an extra 20 minutes that you can go for a walk when you thought your day was packed what if we could get leads and signs all the time in all areas of our life so the fifth step is to expect and watch for leads the and take steps if you get one or ask for another lead the sixth step is to celebrate when you do get a lead. Mm. When I got when I got the appointment with that customer, I contacted my celebration partner, which happens to also be my business partner, and I said, "You're not going to believe what the CSO did." It led me to a grocery store across town, and I met so and so who was able to invite me to come have an appointment. Now that did not mean that I reached my goal. That was just one step that I took on a path that the CSO created. And so I celebrated. 
and then write it down. Keep a little notebook in your backpack or your briefcase or your purse. And if you take a step, if you get a lead and you take a step, write it down because what that is is proof. And proof ends up building confidence. And confidence is simply faith that this is working. And then finally, the seventh step happens right before you go to sleep. This is when you lay in bed and you just think of the things that you're grateful for off the top of your head. Thank you so much, CSO, that I got parking spaces in front everywhere that I went today. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for the great customer interaction. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my cat. Uh, thank you for uh, my good health. Just off the top of your head, no notes. Mm-hmm. And then you read what I call a giving forth prayer or a forgiveness prayer. And this is really important because I want you to imagine yourself as a vessel, like a glass. And if you're filled with stuff, there's no room to put any more good, any more that you want within you. So what you have to do is give forth anything that's not serving you, anything that's taking up room that's not for your highest and best good. And so simply by reciting this prayer every single night, you are, in fact, making room. And it goes something like this. Uh, CSO, thank you so much for a great day. If there's anyone from my past or present, anyone at all, whether I remember them or not, that I need to forgive, I now do so. I love them. I bless them. I forgive them and release them into your care. I know you're working with them in whatever way is best. And if there's anyone from my past or present, anyone at all that needs to forgive me, including myself, Mm -hmm. they now do Mm -hmm. so, and we are all free, free to be one with you, free to be free, free to experience our highest and greatest good. Good night, and then you go to sleep. And I love that because you do talk about that. And another uh, easy to remember mantra is, "I bless you, I love you, I forgive you, I release you." And oh, that is that's so a good important. One. Yes, forgiveness is is well. That's come right from the book. Yeah, forgiveness is key. Forgiveness. Well, is, it's you know, really it's really important for goal mm-hmm. attainment strategy as well mm-hmm. because, like I said, if you use the analogy of us being filled up. I want you to remember maybe the last time you were really, really anxious or really angry about something, you know, something caught you off guard and you're just, you're just, your mind won't stop. If I came up to you at that exact time and started having a conversation with you, you might not be able to hear me because your mind is so consumed with this other matter. And that's the same thing that happens in our relationship with our CSO. If we are filled up with stuff that's not serving us, like resentment or unforgiveness or anger or pain or hurt, then we can't hear the CSO's messages as clearly or as easily. So we have to give that forth. And please let me let me make this clear, though, Linus. This is not condoning other people's behavior. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, I'm sure that you know some some of your audience members have had some really awful things that have happened in their past that they did not deserve. This does not condone other people's behavior. All this is doing is making room within them so that they can receive more of what they want. Just making yes, and room. I, and I understand that too. I had a situation about a month ago that was you know pretty upsetting. And I was very upset with the person who had caused me this unnecessary anguish. And, but I knew that if I 
wanted to move forward and accomplish the things that I needed to accomplish in spite of all this, I had to release it. Yeah. And I knew that I hadn't totally released it when I would, you know, in the middle of the day, I'd come back and I'd think about that person, I would get upset, you know, still haven't released it. But I'm glad to say that finally, because sometimes it's a process, I finally was able to release it. But when you really um, are operating uh, totally um, within the spirit, so to speak, you'll find it easier and easier to release that kind of stuff. And um, I have practiced, uh, since that incident, I've been practicing that more and more on a daily basis. And that was before I even read your book. So this is confirmation. To release those uh, feelings and thoughts and other things that have happened in the course of the day that do not serve me well, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, uh, what, what happened was okay or that you agree with the person or any of that. But you realize that in order for you to move forward, you have to release it. I love that analogy of the, the glass full. If you, if you want to put more things in the glass, you have to empty it. Otherwise, it's overflowing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then nothing else good gets put back in. So right. that is a wonderful way um, to end the day. I'm telling you, folks, you've got to get this book. Um, this is what I would say one of Linus's pocketbook pleasures. I would put this little um, this book in my purse and pull it out. In any page you open it up to, there's something that's relevant. It's, you're going to get an aha. This whole book is an aha moment. It really is. And what is it that you want people made to take away uh, from this book uh, when they read it? What are some of the things you, you're wishing for them? Um, well, I my mission and my purpose right now is to elevate prosperity and freedom in the world. And I really do believe that this is an incredibly abundant and generous universe. I mean, in- incredible. And that everyone can experience more of what they want in life simply by focusing on what they want versus on what they don't want. And here's Here's another thing I'd love for them to know, that as they increase the amount of good, the amount of wealth, the amount of health, the amount of right relationships in their life, it does not diminish anyone else's ability to receive the same or more. This is not a finite amount of pie. This is an unlimited and abundant universe, and they have a right to receive anything and everything that they desire or require and more. And so I'd like them to know that and that by following these this simple daily goal attainment practice, they can achieve that. And And here's the best part. It's a lot easier because all the heavy lifting is now being done by their spiritual partner. All they have mm-hmm. to do is their job, figure out what they want, be grateful for it in advance, and then let their spiritual partner create the path and tell them what steps to take. They take the steps or they ask for another lead, but eventually they take the steps and they achieve their goals. It is so easy and so much fun. It really does turn life into a game. It, it was, it's interesting. I have something called click here, click there, which is very similar when I'm um, looking for guests for my show. And um, I just ask uh, to be guided to the person that should be on my show. This is when I first got started, and I would just go on the Internet and start clicking on things. And do you know that some of the guests I would find, the topics I would find of interest, some of my highest-rated shows, uh, it. it was always ones that I just happened to go to. And, and the interesting thing is that many, uh, many, many months later when I started my magazine, these very same entities were some of my best supporters with my magazine. They wrote for my magazine. They're on my board of my magazine. And these were people who I didn't even know existed. They certainly didn't know I existed. And out of the goodness and kindness of their hearts, 
because it had already been preordained, they rose to the occasion also. And when I clicked here and clicked there and found them, and many times these were people who uh, were well-established and, you know, doing well, didn't have to be on my show. Uh, and I would say, this is, you know, my show. So, oh, yes, I'd love to be on the show, no problem. And they became my friends. It's mm-hmm. just so bizarre. These are people who I've never met in person, uh, just people that I found through the click here, click there. And uh, it's, been, it's, it's a blessing being able to live your life that way. I don't do it in all areas of my life, but I'm a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is how miracles turn into typicals. When you live with this kind of practice every single day, you really will say, oh, my gosh, things that I thought were miracles. I mean, as miraculous as, you know, Red Seas parting and water coming out of rocks and food falling from the sky. I mean, those kinds of things, driving to a grocery store um, that is, um, you know, 15 minutes away, those kinds of things will happen to make um, life so much more fun. Yes, so, yes. So I'd is. love for people to join me at any of our workshops or um, on our website or Facebook page. Um, I've got a whole list of everything on our website at MayMcCarthy.com. Fantastic. So you can find more information about um, May and her book and her classes at MayMcCarthy.com. And if you look on the show page there, you'll see her Facebook page, her Twitter uh, also, direct links that will take you to your ability to purchase this fantastic book and her website. And they, I am so grateful uh, that we were able to connect today and you were able to share some of these wonderful messages. As uh, I always tell people that many times the guests who are on my show, many times they're for me. <laughs> I have the best job in the world. I get a chance to talk to, you know, wonderful experts as such as yourself, people who have been successful, who want to share. And I get to find ways to incorporate them uh, in my life. And uh, hopefully, and I know, actually not hopefully, I know that there's someone out there who has heard this. And as a result, their life is already set on another path of success that would not have been the same if they had not heard this interview. So thank you so much for blessing us and being with us today on the Wellness Journey podcast series. Oh, Linus, thank you so much. Bless you, bless you. Thank you, thank you. You know, that's fantastic. And, again, I want to remind everybody that they can go to MayMcCarthy.com, and the link is right there on the show page. And if you uh, aren't looking at the show page right now, that's May McCarthy. It's M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y. Google her. There's all kinds of information about the stories that are in the book and her success and her website. I encourage you to get the book. You will be blessed. Thank you so much for being on the Wellness Journey podcast series today on the Self-Discovery Radio Network. I'm glad you came. And remember, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have a brand-new show that will give you tips, tools, and techniques to help you along your journey to wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. This is Lennis from PhraseWorks and Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine. We'll see you again next time. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the Sarah, thank you for joining us on the Wellness Journey Live with Lennis Woods Mullins. We hope you have enjoyed our show and look forward to the opportunity to share with you more information that will help you along your journey to total wellness for the mind, body, and spirit.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 